Hi everyone, my name is Tyler Oakley and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we've never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. In today's episode, we do an amazing race Q&A. We discuss which teams we loved, who were the biggest threats, what happens behind the scenes, how sleeping and meals work, and what we really felt about Uganda. Stick around, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, and live tweet as you listen with hashtag Psychobabble. Hey, Corey. Hello, my lady. Tips How hat. are you? Tips Hello. hat. Hello, my partner. Tips hat to my lady. I'm tipping my hat. I'm tipping. Do you think, um, oh my God, I was going to say, do you think anybody's ever tipped their foreskin to somebody? Yes. <laughs> like, hello, my lady. I was hanging but with, out with. But with, instead of a fedora, it's their foreskin. F- I was, foreskin. <laughs> hello, my lady. Fedora skin. <laughs> Well, I cannot believe it. The shortest podcast episode there ever was. Goodbye, my lady. Tips fedora skin. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, we don't have time to tip fedora skin. I I, I I hate any I hate that this is how any new listener is finding um the podcast because it's not normally like this. But today we uh we've made it a fair <laughs> Bitch, amount through I, lo- I love you saying it's what? not usually like this. This is exactly swear, how it is. Okay, you know what? Drag me. Uh, today we're doing something a little bit different, um, because we've made it a, a significant length through the amazing race, our return Bitch, to the amazing race. We did it. And we made um, it. usually so far, we've been doing like little mini recaps of episodes at the end of each podcast episode. But because we've missed a few episodes of the race to recap, we figured why not do like a general, here's what's happened so far, here's what we thought so far, answer your questions so far, um, give some juicy tidbits about what you may have missed, what they might not have included, tell you guys some of the tea, some of the drama, and... Uh, fill you in so that if you're watching or if you haven't watched yet, you can dive back in and um, see if we make it all the way. Yeah. How early do you want to take them back? Let's I go back. I don't know. Back to the beginning. Uh, give them a recap of the first time we went on the race. Well, the first time we went on the race, we were like, blam, pow, kick ass. And we did Bam. really well for five episodes. And then uh, we had a little slump in our hump. And uh, we survived by the skin of our teeth. And then we went back to the top and we were all, yes, yes, we're awesome again. And then we landed in LA and had a very bad day where nothing went our way. And we ended up in third place and we did not win a million dollars. And we said, we are so thankful for this experience. The funny thing is all we had said we wanted to do the first time was make it to the final three. And I think we both realized we were winners when we had made it to that point. But yeah, we finished and we thought, what an incredible adventure. We would a thousand percent do that again if they ever asked us. And suddenly (laughs) they called and asked us to do it again. And we were like, shit, shit just got real. One thing led to another. We found ourselves at the starting line and it wasn't like any other race before. The first time it was all social media stars. The second time it was all reality stars. So it was a bunch of reality from CBS, like Survivor, Big Brother, Amazing Race, contestants that we had watched on their own seasons. And I think the general consensus is our second time on the race much harder, correct? Yeah, I I recently did a podcast with Nicole and Victor, who are another team on the show, and they kind of asked me that, uh, was it harder the second time? And I said, yes, it was. And I think it was just truly a testament to how strong and competitive the Big Brother and Survivor teams are. And if you've been watching this far and you feel like the amazing race teams are dominating and you feel like... uh, 
<laughs> were winning all the legs. Like, trust me, it was hard work. It was so much harder this second time around to get a first place. In fact, it <laughs> took us about twice as long to get a first place the second time as compared to the first. Uh, but yes, it was so hard. Everyone came with their game faces on. Everybody was there to play and everyone was there to scheme. And yeah, it was a wild very difficult ride to come back and do all over again. I say we just answer some of uh, the questions. I put out a tweet earlier today asking if you could ask any questions about the cast, the challenges, the logistics, the countries, the drama, the strategy, anything, what would you ask us? And we got a lot of questions. So I feel like why not just kind of go through and see how many we can answer and maybe go from there. Dive in. Let's do it. Uh, first question comes from Jessica, who we both love, who um, she has her own podcast where she recaps The Amazing Race every week with a few other people. Corey, do you listen to the podcast? I do. <laughs> I listen every week when it comes out. Like, I love their, it's just a really good, like, Amazing Race recap podcast where they obviously know their stuff. They know what they're talking about. They've seen the, every season of the show. Um, they don't get too into the weeds about just disliking people to dislike people people they give everybody a pretty fair shot and i think that's why i I enjoy it so much because it is very unbiased they just kind of look at each episode and lead each task as for what it is um and yeah it's just they're, they're really good long uh deep dives into each amazing race episode and they've been doing it for seasons so so she what wants she to want know, to know. She has two questions, and I think we should answer both. Why not? Um, number one, I know you knew you'd be going to Uganda because you saw the visa in your passports. Did you correctly or incorrectly guess you'd be going anywhere else? I, this uh, is a question for you because I don't really remember any of that. That's it's so funny because well, don't you remember? It feels like the first time when we were on the race. I feel like you and I guessed a lot more. Or maybe that was just the like the the kind of attitude of our cast in season 28. I felt like me, you, Matt and Dana were always, and Bernie and Ashley even too, were always like joking about where we were going and we would rip a clue and be like, Africa, even though we (laughs) weren't going to Africa. We were always speculating where we were going to go, but you, you, yeah, you get your, your um, passport back when they start the race. They like hand it in for like logistics. And in the passport, you do have stapled into it some like visas visas that you're going to need as you travel around the world. So you can look at them and see like, Oh, and, but some of them might be like decoy or like well, fake visas. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've, I've heard a lot of former cast members say that that on their seasons they had fake visas. I, I know Leo and Jamal said that. Uh, both times we were on the show, every visa we had was a country we went to. So we certainly didn't have any like phony fake visas <laughs> built into our passports. Uh, everywhere that was listed was somewhere we ended up going. But yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like... I don't know with you. I don't feel like I remember guessing as many countries this time. It's funny because we ended up going. The only thing we were really, the only thing we were really speculatory is like, are we leaving this continent or are oh, yeah, we going yeah, yeah. to this continent? It was never like where we like countries we thought we were going to go. It was more of like, do you think we're going to have if we're ever going to go to South America? Do you think we're right. going to leave Asia yet? Right. So like it was always it was more about that of like, are we leaving a region? Are we going to this new region? Yeah. What's it going to be next? And it's 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 so funny because for us, you and I, we, we went to two countries that we went to on season 28 because uh, we had done a leg in Dubai both times and we've now done a leg in Switzerland. Uh, both times and I just remember not necessarily guessing uh, like I was always excited to try to go somewhere that we had never been but yeah I, I remember opening the clues and seeing Dubai and it 
while you're while you're you recognize you're going to a place you've already been and you're maybe like a little like bummed because you're like oh i would have loved to go to a place i've never been to you're also then super excited because you're like well we've been to dubai we know the lay of the land maybe we'll have an advantage or two um so it, it's such a like up and down roller coaster when ripping the clue but yeah i don't remember with season 31 us speculating as much as we did on season 28 i think we were more just <laughs> exhausted this time second time around and just kind of ready to rip a clue and see where we were going next now before we talk about anything else we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode and that is parachute the only thing better than catching a summer blockbuster on opening night is watching it from the comfort of your own couch, even if everyone at work is already talking about it. Make the most of your home theater with Parachute's cozy quilts, plush body pillows, and deluxe robes. You can visit parachutehome.com psycho for free shipping and returns on Parachute's premium quality, very comfortable home essentials. That's parachutehome.com psycho. Y'all have heard me talk about Parachute before. I am obsessed with their linens. All of their home goods are so comfortable and affordable, premium quality. You will fall in love and never want to get out of them. But let me tell you, my parachute sheets in my bed, holy macaroni, when I get home from a trip and I slide into my bed, oh my gosh, it feels like indulging, it feels like treating myself, y'all do not even understand. Thank you so much, Parachute, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobebel. Now back to the gossip. Now before we talk about anything else, we gotta give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Discover. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Thank you so much, Discover, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Jill Whitman says, behind the scenes is so intriguing to me. Eating, sleeping, are there any personal expenses involved? Um, so, yeah, no, I, think, I mean, I think she's talking about between episodes, probably, or during episodes. I think probably both. I mean, there's no really like some downtime is, is technically while you're racing. Like if you're at an airport for six hours, you're technically racing, but it's also technically downtime. And then there's other times when you check into a mat and you're just, you're not racing and you're locked in a hotel room for, a day, a half day, whatever it may be. And sometimes it's not even a hotel room. Sometimes it's the sometimes floor it's of... <laughs> a church basement in Geneva. Right. Sometimes, sometimes it's, a... it's on a boat. Sometimes right. it's whatever. Um, when, when you do check into the race, I mean, check into the mat, and you are going to be whisked away to wherever you are resting, whether it is like the floor of a church or the what, a hotel room or whatever it might be, they, they will give you meals, but you get like an allowance of how much you can spend on a meal on their, on wherever you're staying's like little tiny menu. And it's, it is not glamorous. It is not like a nice <laughs> hotel's uh, room service. It's like, here's bare minimum of what you're going to get. Sometimes you even just get like a boxed lunch and that's it. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they feed you and, and the hotels are usually nice, but yeah, it's like after a while you're kind of like, Oh, another American cheeseburger. <laughs> like it's a lot of like American food a club. 
that it's like, yeah, it's just like, think of what would be on a hotel room service menu, like pizza, burger, spaghetti. It's a lot of that over and over again. And and sometimes, yeah, you're, you're very limited on what they do give you that you can spend. And then during the race, if you are racing, you cannot use your own money. You cannot use anything other than what they give you. You can like, you can try to get free food from a vendor and they can give you food, but you can't, you can't beg for money. You can't, you know, do anything like that. So you get a certain amount of dollars for each leg of the race and you can save that up and use it on that. You can think, oh, we're probably going to need this for a cab. So it's kind of up to you if you want to spend it at an airport at Burger King. A lot of teams did. We really didn't because we were under the impression of like every dollar really counts. And we packed a lot of protein bars to like snack on if we wanted to, but beef jerky, all those goodies. This is from Kelly. What kind of information preparation did you receive from the show before the race? Literally nothing. Like, right. it's literally like, we're going to pick you up on this day. And we knew we were going to go. You you go to a, like a hotel and, and you do like rules. Um, and you finally see the other cast and you're kind of locked in a, ho- in a hotel for a couple of days before the show starts. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't even give you like a packing list. Uh, they don't give you really anything whatsoever other than like be ready to go on June 1st or, or whatever day it is that they're picking you up. Right. You don't Which know the is, first country you're going to. You don't know if you're packing the right stuff. You don't know if you're packing little, the right it's clothing. It's a little intimidating. I mean, and that's where it really comes in handy to have done the race before because you kind of have a, a idea of how much to pack, what to pack, things like that. Yeah. I, I know you said that Jessica had asked a second question too, that we kind of like skimmed over, but hers was kind of touching on the same thing as far as um, whether or not amazing race teams have an advantage over the big brother or survivor teams, just because we've done it before. I mean, I think, yes, maybe with some of those little things, like maybe knowing what to pack, um, maybe just kind of knowing, I I don't know. I I saw an interview that uh, Corinne and Eliza, who were a team on the season did where they got eliminated and, I don't know. She kind of said one of the things she listed out as us having an advantage on, uh, I felt like had you watched a couple of the seasons, uh, you might've like picked up those tips. So I I don't know. I I feel like, yes, we did have an advantage in a sort. Um, but I I feel like you could have watched, you could have binged a few seasons of the amazing race. So many of the like big brother and survivor people know people who've been on the amazing race. They could have asked them for questions and tips. Uh, and to be honest, while we were on the race, a lot of racers were giving a lot of tips to yeah. everyone that was new. Everyone, everyone was really being like, "Yeah, be sure to look for this. Be sure to do this. The, like when we get to this challenge, take this or, you know, things like that. It's like everyone was really yeah. being helpful. And the, the funny thing is, yeah, I was talking to Nicole and Victor just recently, and that was something they brought up. They said they felt like you and I were always very forthcoming with kind of showing them the ropes and explaining like pull tab boards to them and um, explaining like staggered starts like they do on some legs. And they said the same thing. Colin and Christy were always so forthcoming with kind of showing them the ropes and answering their questions. I, I really don't feel like there were many times where people asked us a question and, and I didn't really answer it for them. I, <laughs> that's just the type of person I am. And, and maybe it was good or bad, but I felt like I was always helping other teams or at least being honest with them when they asked for information, especially if it was the big brother or survivor teams. Uh, Shauna would like to know, how do you deal with the jet lag when you're on the amazing race? I do not 
Uh, well, I take that back. The, I was going to say the first time in season 28, I do not think I ever felt jet lagged once. Same. Be- because we went east around the country, like around the world. We started in Los Angeles. We went to Mexico. We went to South America. We went to Europe. And it's like every time you flew, it was only changing two or three hours at a time. And I, I remember like not even feeling jet lagged at all the whole time on season 28. On season 31, we went west around the planet uh and so we went to asia first from california why are you looking at me like that's not i'm, I was, I'm trying to remember <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, yeah so we went to japan first and that was definitely a lot worse um, but I will say, I remember after that first leg in Japan, we literally like were stuck in a hotel room for a day and a half or two, even before we did the next episode. So I remember we kind of had some time to acclimate to the to the time change there, but it was definitely harder going west first versus going east. And you honestly, you don't really have time. Your body, I think. Yeah, I, I honestly think this is how jet lag works. Your body will get jet lagged if it has if it knows it can have time to jet lag when we were racing it's like you know you just have to fucking go like there's no there's no time to be sick and so i i think your body really catches up with you when you get back after everything's said and done but like as it's happening you really i think your body knows to like hold off it's like when you're like go 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 for a long time and then you're done with a project and then you like suddenly get sick it's because i think your body like knows it can at that point if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's, and you also kind of sleep when you can on the amazing race. So, uh, you sleep on, I mean, I feel like to this day, I still fall asleep anytime I sit down on a plane and it's probably from being on the amazing race and, and knowing you kind of had to sleep when you could. Uh, and yeah, you just kind of nap whenever. So it's not like, it's not like jet lag in the sense where sometimes if you're traveling or going on vacation and, or traveling for work and you land in a, a country or you land on the other side of the U S and you have to go right to work and you kind of have to force yourself through it. Uh, you can kind of nap sometimes on the amazing race. It's here just and there. sleeping whenever, and you're just tired always anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Wix.com. With Wix, you can create your very own professional website. Just choose a template you love and customize it by adding your own text, images, and videos. With hundreds of intuitive design features, you can tell your story exactly the way you want. Want even more for your website? You can easily start a blog, launch an online store, or create an event. Share everything in a click on social media and drive even more traffic to your site with SEO tools to get found on Google. Wix has all the tools you need to create the exact website you want. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to Psychobabble. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their websites. Create yours today. Get started now by going to Wix.com, that's W-I-X.com slash Psychobabble to get 10% off. Thank you so much, Wix, for sponsoring this podcast. Now back to the gossip. Uh, Glenn would like to know, is each member of the team required to do a certain number of roadblocks? Yes, Glenn. Great question. Um, And they tell you that in that like first kind of rules week, I believe, because I know it changes depending on each season based on the number of roadblocks they have planned. But they they tell you up front. um, I I remember on season 28, it was seven roadblocks. No one could do more than seven roadblocks. I don't I think it's similar for 31. I honestly don't remember that one off the top of my head. And I mean, for our strategy of that is, yes, there are some like red flags of one person should do dancing and one person should not. But like, (laughs) 
the, for the most part, we just tried to stay even at all times because you yeah. never know and you never know if it's going to be two roadblocks one day and you never you just never want to get too out of sync so that somebody doesn't have too much to do in one couple like couple days or couple legs. It's like you want to spread it out, even it out. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I feel like in season 28, uh, we were actually very good at kind of just going like every other, every other. And it actually did really work out to our benefit for the most part. Um I feel like having done the race once, uh, it was actually like a hindrance when it came to roadblocks. Cause I feel like at least for me, I kind of got panicky when we opened roadblocks because I wanted to make sure we were choosing the right one. And I didn't want to make sure that, that you ended up, that I ended up doing one that you would be better at. So I feel like a lot more times in season 31, when we ripped the clue, we spent more time looking at each other, debating who we thought would be better and kind of looking at your surroundings to figure out possibly what the task could be. I felt that. I don't know if you felt that for 31, but especially in those Honestly, early legs, I, I felt like it was a lot of, I felt like it was a lot of me begging you to do a roadblock. <laughs> which I didn't mind doing. Okay. So Ben would like to know favorite moment with the Riley sisters that was on camera or off camera. Uh, I mean, gosh, I have so many good memories of them. Uh, I, I mean, as much as I think viewers might not love some of their antics or some of the yeah, drama yeah. or some of the whining or whatever, they, I loved them. Yeah, like they, day one, when we saw them the first day at the hotel and like, you're not supposed to talk to each other. You're kind of just sitting in rooms like uh, doing rules and shit and they yell at you if you talk to each other. And when we walked in and Rachel and Alyssa saw us, it was just all smiles and positivity. And I remember them like mouthing, we love you to us. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and it was like, it was just so reciprocated on our end. Tyler and I have always been fans of Big Brother. We loved watching both Rachel and Alyssa on their respective seasons and yeah, say what you will about them. I see a lot of negative comments on Facebook about them. I know they're tough girls, so I hope they don't like read too much into those. But we loved them. They they were such good friends of ours. We spent almost that entire first leg in Tokyo working together. Um, you didn't really see it. Uh, you saw it a little bit in that Japan episode just because there was so much going on. But we literally pretty much ran that entire leg like foot for foot inch for inch with them uh we finished in third they finished in fourth right behind us and it was kind of like true love right from the beginning we always kind of said we'll help you out when we can and they were never a team we were we felt uh like nervous about as far as like sharing information with or that sort of thing we just always thought we trust them and i think they felt the same way about us yeah, I mean, they're, they are really sweet and really genuine people. And I think like anybody, if you have cameras on you 24-7 and during the, one of the most stressful months of your life, you're going to get good footage, you're going to get bad footage. You're going to yeah. get stressed out footage, you're going to get angry footage, you're going to get all types of stuff. So editors can make you anything. Of course, you have to supply the footage, but like... I think sometimes that kind of got to them a little bit and yeah. uh, you, you saw a lot more of the stress side of them. What you don't see is as much as the fun and the funny side of them, which we got to see all the time. Absolutely. Um, I, I remember so many like conversations of just us like goofing around with them at airports and talking about boys and cute boys and hearing about their husbands. And I remember when we checked in and Laos, uh, we, our hotel room was next to theirs and it kind of shared an outdoor balcony. I mean, there was like a gap between the balconies and you're really not supposed to talk to teams during the downtime, but we both walked out on our balconies in the morning and kind of sat out there chatting and, and having coffee. Uh, like that was probably day two or three of the race. And we just felt so bonded with them right from the beginning. They're, they're very, two very 
fun girls that I, I just love still being friends with. And I, I still text Rachel and Alyssa all the time. Love them. Okay, so this next question, I think we're getting a lot of these questions. Uh, this is from Double Bubble Disco. Oh, come on, Double Bubble. Double Bubble Disco says, how did you maintain a clear mindset when traveling to countries like Uganda, where you know you might not be accepted or who you are might not be legal? Yeah. Um, Do you want so, to go first? Sure. Uh, there were a couple countries that we went to where being queer was not uh, legal or was punishable by death or imprisonment or things like that. And I think we had a bit of stress uh, both times we went to uh, each each country we went to where that was the case. Yeah. Dubai was one of them and uh, Uganda was one of them. We felt a little bit, I can only speak for myself, I felt a little bit more comfortable going to Dubai because we had already done that in the yeah. first time we went on The Amazing Race. So my stress about Dubai First of all, it couldn't build up over time because we didn't have a visa for Dubai. So I didn't even know Dubai was coming. Right. And when I read Dubai was the next country, it was like, okay, well, we've done that before. Let's just get up, get in, get in there, get it done. Let's go. With Uganda, it was, we had the visa in our passport. And so it kind of felt like this looming cloud coming. And it was Absolutely. something that, that I was stressed out about and we had never been before. And I the I, I had just done a, a video about... Uh, queer refugees from Uganda. And I just couldn't stop thinking about what they had told me about their own experience. And that was all I knew. And so when we were going there, I, I mean, I, when they say, how did you maintain a clear mindset? I really didn't. I, when we, when we first were on our way to the airport to go to Uganda, both of us were experiencing a lot of emotions and going into the premiere of that episode, I think both of us were a little bit like, I don't know how we're going to, come across or what they're going to yeah. conclude or because we were angry we were sad we cried we lashed out at producers we i mean it was i was not in a good space yeah and i i mean i i completely agree with you and the funny thing is i was talking to floyd from team fun about it um because he had reached out to me after the episode aired and just said like wow i didn't realize that you guys were having such a moment that day. And, and I kind of explained to him, I said, I completely agree with you. Like having that visa in our passport, I think it was kind of looming over us for the first half of the race. And after we went and survived and won, I think we re came back into the second half of the race as a brand new team in a lighter, um, more positive way in a kind of sense, because we weren't so nervous about going to a place where we were, uh, worried about our safety and i and i completely echo what you say about having went to dubai the first time on season 28 and then this being like a return for us in season 31 um there was a little bit more sense of comfort because it was a place we had been to we had a lot of conversations with the producers when we went there in season 28 and while that wasn't necessarily echoed in that episode and not something that they showed in that episode that conversation definitely happened in season 28 when we went there um and then it all and, just kind of and in season 31 when yes, we went to dubai yeah. again we did not we were not shy about how we were upset that the show was going to places where the the local queer people did not have the same rights as us and we felt like you would you would not send many different people to places where that those contestants it's illegal to be them and right. I, I just felt like it was inappropriate i thought it was i don't know there, I, I had a lot of emotions about it 
And I was and the last thing I was just going to say is uh, sometimes when you go into different countries on the Amazing Race, you get different kind of security briefings. And the security briefing that we got going into Uganda was very different than the one that we got going into Dubai both times. They did stress like safety and that sort of thing when we went to Dubai, um, but it was just so much more serious when going to Uganda. And uh, it was just felt that I think is what kind of sparked the emotion in me that day is because it, we had never experienced that kind of safety briefing on the show before. And I think right. that's what kind of put us into the the mindset that we had that day going into it. And I, I agree. I, I still look back at that episode and I don't think I ran that leg with the clearest head. I think I just kind of helped kept my head down. Uh, if you, you've been, if you've been watching the bonus footage on YouTube, they actually didn't even post like a bonus video of you and I from the Uganda episode. And I think because I think it's because we were not our typical selves that day. There wasn't a lot of light hearted banter between us. All of our confessionals were very serious. And yeah, I I real, I recognize that on YouTube. I was like, they didn't even have a bonus clip from us from Uganda because at that point it probably, they, they feel like they conveyed the message they wanted to. And and I feel like they did, uh, they did show how we were feeling and they did let us articulate how we were feeling. But yeah, there wasn't a lot of like, fun Corey and Tyler punny kind of video content from Uganda just because it was such an emotional day. Yeah. I, um, I, I, yeah. The last thing I'll say is the, the briefing is really what put me over the edge Yeah, because I remember you, you ripped the clue. It says where you're going. And then there's an additional page that says like, just some things you should know, like only take this flight or only do this. Yeah, or Only blah, blah. use these airlines. Blah, blah, blah. And I remember clear as day. The last line of that page was, homosexuality is punishable by imprisonment. Like imprisonment? Like, in, yeah. And like Uganda. bold letters, you can be arrested for being gay. And that was not something that we'd seen on any clue at any time that we had received any time we were running any leg of the amazing race. And so I, that think just, I think we both were just a little yeah. bit overwhelmed and uh, it, it was, it, it is not our choice what they include uh, as far as what countries they shine a light on what issues. Um, but yeah, we did speak about it about in Dubai. We did speak about it in Uganda. I, I was grateful that they included it in the Uganda episode because it was something that had, that is real that people that travel experience and, I think a lot of queer locals have to deal with. So it was, I was glad that they included it. And um, if you are looking to learn more about it, you can uh, look up the International Rescue Committee. They are an organization that helps queer refugees from places like Uganda with those types of laws um, who are trying to find uh, safety in some type of way. You can support them however you would like to support them. Um, but I will say one of the things that I really took away from that episode and that experience was uh, something that you talked about on the episode, Corey, about how the locals were so sweet. The locals were so nice and kind and welcoming. And it kind of gives you a, a, a perspective of uh, sometimes laws are not reflective of people. And I think by being open and honest and uh, who you are, and I think by living your truth, sometimes you you are able to open har- hearts and minds. And I was really hopeful that us being ourselves may have, you know, reached people that wouldn't we normally wouldn't have yeah. reached. Um, it was it was it was very interesting, and, and like you said, it was I was nervous when the episode was about to air. I re- just remember seeing such positive messages on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, that I I was I knew there would be a, an occasional negative one here and there, but I did not expect there to be that many positive 
uh, comments and messages. So I really appreciate if you got something from the episode or, or learned something or, or kind of felt what we were feeling that day and, and kind of said some kind words. So thank you if you were one of those people, because yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a day for us. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode. And that is Quip. Are you looking for something to give to your dad or to celebrate your new grad? Get them a one-size-fits-all gift like a new oral health routine with Quip. The guiding features make sticking to good habits simple and signing them up for a subscription helps them save and refresh their brush on time. With the Quip electric toothbrush, you can show your thanks where it really counts. What I really love about Quip is that their toothbrushes have a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and helps you clean your entire mouth evenly. Because apparently 90% of us do not brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly, so this is really helpful. Plus, they have brush heads that are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. A friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. So that is why I love Quip and why over 1 million happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just 25 bucks. And if you go to getquip.com psycho right now, you are going to get your first refill pack for free. Again, that is your first refill pack for free at getquip.com psycho. Thank you, Quip, for sponsoring the podcast. Now back to the gossip. This is from Marcy. Who did you perceive to be the biggest number one threat going into the race? I they asked us this question on that that uh, like and when we did the uh, like media day, and I remember we both wrote the Afghanimals at that time. Oh, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, bitch, anybody who's doing this show for the third time is is going to have a, a big advantage. And they were they were a team that had made it to the final four the first two times they raced. So yeah, and. I I was a team. They were a team I always enjoyed watching. I I knew they're scrappy. I knew they're schemy. Uh, I definitely remember when we saw them. I thought, okay, they are going to be some tough competition. I also felt similar about uh, Colin and Christy mm-hmm. and about Team Fun. Team Fun, absolutely. Um, because Team Fun was eliminated against their own will. They were they were medically evacuated floyd had to leave the race because of his health and so uh, they were never eliminated so they could they very well could have gone the entire way but they they just happened to they happened to not and they were in the lead the day they got eliminated for uh, the first the first time they were on the race yeah they were in the lead so it's like that yeah you're right i i do remember that i thinking that about team fun too i thought they are a good team uh yeah they are tough and they love the show. I I was a little bit intimidated by Janelle, to be honest, Brittany yeah. and Janelle, um, because <laughs> Janelle a, has a, a reputation, or as because of like just her like presence as a threat. I thought you know she's got a reputation as like a comp beast, and yeah. I I really thought she was gonna be able to pull it out. I was also intimidated by the Survivor teams. Uh, Corinne and Eliza, I thought had insane social game and. Um, while it didn't necessarily work to their advantage, I thought they definitely had pers- like a, a unique perspective going into the race that I think a lot yeah. of the other teams might have been a little softer than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you're right. I, I really, I mean, to be, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I saw Rupert and Laura and we're like, they're going to go home first, which they didn't. Oh. Uh, but everyone else, I was like, okay, 
they've got some competitive people here. Let's see what they can do. Uh, Corey, what did we do during downtime in the hotel room? Oof. Bitch, we played Big Booty. <laughs> no, just the two of us. Uh, there was a lot of We Tyler. played a lot of two-hand poker. Two-handed poker. It was a lot of Tyler trying to come sit on my bed, trying to come talk to me. Corey, I think we were going nuts in the hotel rooms. Bitch, it was a lot of Tyler and I writing uh, musicals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we would always like come up with the musicals to perform when we would see all of our friends. Oh, it, we would... It was a lot of us brainstorming dumb jokes that only you and I would think are funny and that we'd be presenting them to the other teams and they would all be like, y'all aren't funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what else did we do? I mean, that's kind of... I mean, you, you do what you can do. You nap, you eat, you watch TV. Beck we spent a lot of time um, calculating... Uh, team averages, averages yeah, and seeing you write down, how good teams are and you write what, down every place that every team came in that day and you, you you add it all up and you figure out their average and you look at who's a threat Becca and Floyd did a lot of juggling and on their downtime she a lot of a lot of downtime um, we spent uh, studying because historically on the amazing race Usually in the finale episode, there is some type of memory challenge. And so yep. and you never really know what it's going to be. Sometimes it's like, what country is in order? What are the greetings in capitals. each country? What are the, the capitals? What's the currency? So we really were studying everything about every country. Because yeah. like you have nothing else to do. So It's a lot of we quizzing in, each other. When we were in airports, you take every note you can possibly take about a country and about a city and about where you went and about like anything that you might think might be in a memory challenge. And so a lot of our downtime in hotel rooms was spent studying and making flashcards and yeah, which if you don't make it all the way or if the the finale doesn't have a challenge in sync with what you've been studying, it's kind of a waste of your time. But what else are you going to do? Yeah, what else are you going to do? You shower th- three times a day when you've got a hotel room. Oh my room. God, you know, you know what we did? laundry uh, it was a lot of oh this season was great because i cut my finger so badly when we were in vietnam tyler had to do a lot of my laundry for me he was very sweet i did all the laundry every day it's, he really it's, did it, which you take all the clothes you wash it in the bathtub yeah we, we I, you know we what? got lucky we got those laundry packets from yes. like the the dubai hotel I was gonna say i remember i like stocked up on a bunch of oh, laundry we were like, uh, housekeeping <laughs> And uh, yeah, you do all the laundry, you wring it out, you dry it, you ha- like with a hair dryer, and that's that's a good couple hours. That's a good so. few hours of your day is uh, drying your socks with a hair dryer. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> good times. Uh, Downtime on the race. It's something. I th- every time I go to yoga now, I um, I wring out my sh- uh, like shorts in uh, after I shower, Ugh. and I think of the race every time I do it. I think, oh my god, this reminds me of the race. Yeah. Okay, Corey, last question. Do we win the race? Bitch, I guess you'll have to tune in to CBS at 8 o'clock for the rest of the fucking June. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, Corey, I hope we, we make it all the way. Last time we got third. This time, who knows what's going to happen. Oh, um, I sure hope there's no drama. I sure hope there's no drama. If you want to tweet along, use hashtag Team Tyler and Corey. We follow along every time you guys tweet along every Wednesday. Um, thank you guys for watching. Yeah, and we've been posting like bonus clips and and bonus pictures and shit on Instagram, so you can check that out if you're following us both there. Corey, where can people find you? At Corey Cool, K-O-R-E-Y-K-U-H-L. I'm Tyler Oakley, T-Y-L-E-R-O-A-K-L-E-Y. Thank you so much for listening. What if if I was all, 
when I was telling people how to pronounce my last name, I was all, don't be a fool. It's pronounced cool. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. You know what? You remember when we did the, uh, if you've listened this far, tell a celebrity we yeah, talked yeah, about Yeah, 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 yeah. You know who texted me and was like, how dare both of y'all? Who? Scott Hoying. Somebody <laughs> tweeted him and was like, you'll never guess what Tyler and Corey said about you. And then he goes... You guys both talking about celebrities being obsessed with it themselves and listening to a whole episode just to hear one thing. And he said, I have never felt more seen. So wow. it works. It works. Yes, we got one extra listen that week. Thank you. Okay, Corey, I will see you soon. Love you. Love you. Later. Bye.